Take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs 29, 18. Stand as we look at this one verse tonight. Listen to the title of the message. Making a difference in this old dark world. Making a difference. Look at me just a moment, folks. It doesn't matter how much and how long or what that we're inside these walls. If we don't touch the dark world outside there, it's vanity and vexation. That's exactly right. I don't want to live a wasted life, do you? I don't want to come down to the end of the journey and meet my Lord a wasted life. Somebody said the other day, Brother Roy, you need to slow down. I said, I'd rather burn out as rust out. Amen. I know, I know too many Christians sitting on the pews rusting out. You say, how you know they're rusting out? They're just sitting there. Amen. Think of the title of the message tonight, Making a Difference in This Old Dark World. And look at the one verse, Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Where... There is no vision. The people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Shall we pray? Father, may you anoint this preacher. May you empower him tonight to speak the truth. And may tonight, God, you open hearts and minds. And may we have a vision. And may we have that great desire and hunger in our heart to make a difference in this old world. In Jesus' name we pray. And to God be the glory. Amen. You can be seated. Making a difference in this old dark world. And I believe every one of you agree when it hits dark. The Bible said, as Paul wrote to young Timothy, the last days shall be peerless days. That word last means the latter of the last uh, and it's getting darker and darker and darker. And Paul said to young Timothy, it'll wax worse and worse and worse. The Bible has already told us the hour that we're living in. Luke chapter 17, we're living in the days of Noah when almost every imagination of the heart is continually evil and wicked today. You know, I was, I was thinking of the brother testifying up there. And, and I remember one day there was an assignment of God started shouting. And she, uh, somebody said, preacher, shut her up. I said, I didn't start her. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I tell you what, uh, you, you know, you say, well, preacher, I, I've got awful nervous around here. It made me nervous too before I got in and got right and sold out and surrendered and, and, and knowed what a joy and the fellowship it is of serving the Lord. We are in the days of Lot that is mentioned there and Luke 17. We're in that day of sex perversion like we've never saw before. The darkness is everywhere. I could stand here and talk an hour about about the darkness. Uh, but folks, I believe it's time to stop cussing the darkness and somebody cut on the light. Yes, somebody cut on the light. Yes, Who's one old black preacher said, somebody go get Jesus. It's a dark world. And God wants us tonight to make a difference in this old dark world. I'm going to preach the A, B, C, D, E's of a vision. Look at our text one more time. Where there is what? No vision. That word vision 
is better understand in our English, English uh, uh, vocabulary as hope. 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 Folks, we're living in a world without any hope. And inside the church, the church, many churches, they've lost the hope. They've lost the vision. You say, Brother Roy, what is it going to take tonight? To have a God-given hope and a God-given vision in the church. First of all, what's your attitude like? Come on, preacher. Yes, I remember that dear brother yesterday morning talking about that peach tree. My daddy mama had an attitude adjuster. Amen. I'm afraid today a lot of people's lost that raising their kids. I don't believe in no abusing no kids, but I'm going to tell you something. A good little switch around the bottom of their behind and their legs, I help them straighten them out and give them an attitude adjustment. What's your attitude tonight? How many of you are pessimists? Well, you wouldn't raise your hand, but a lot of you are pessimists. You say, Brother Roy, I don't know what that big word means. Are you an optimist? Amen. I'm going to tell you, most churches I've been in lately is filled with pessimists. And they need to change it for to be an optimist. Start believing something's going to start happening. Amen. Listen. Listen. They some... If somebody comes to your mind that you see them coming, you don't even want to see them. They're all the time. I mean, everything's bad, 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 bad. One preacher said, I had one of them fellows in my church, and he'd be, I'd be standing door and said, one of the most beautiful mornings it ever been. Sunday, I mean, it was just a beautiful, the birds were singing, it was spring, it was beautiful. And I shook his hand and I said, I know he can't find nothing wrong with today. And I shook his hand and I said, what a wonderful, beautiful day. And he said, you know what he said to me, preacher, it's a raining somewhere, it's a raining somewhere. <laughs> What's your attitude? Attitude means a law. Your attitude will determine your altitude. A lot of us are sitting on the stool of do nothing because we've lost our vision. We've lost our hope. Oh, listen. Get the right attitude that God can use you. God can use me. God can use me. Hey, listen, listen, you might not be educated and you might not be this and you might be using all the excuses in the world why that you can't do this and do that. Why don't you just get over it and say, I can? How many of you are old enough to remember in school the little red train? I, everyone that shook their heads wide-headed or don't have no hair one. <laughs> and me, you remember, I think I can. I think I can. That little old choo-choo, I think I can. And then you finally said, I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. Why don't some of you get over stop thinking I can and start saying, I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. Somebody told me this many years ago, and I think this is a good place to use it. 
Coming out of Irwin. How many have ever come out of Irwin, Tennessee, across Sam's Gap towards Mars Hill? I mean, it is a, the old highway. I mean, it was S's all the way up that mountain. Up about midway, there's a big old S there, and there was a little country church set down below the road. And they were having a revival. And there was a man in the community that called him Dummy. Dummy couldn't hear and dummy couldn't speak. And they had the revival. And dummy, dummy started coming to the revival. Night after night, dummy had come and he'd sit about three pews back. And night after night, dummy kept coming. And one night the invitation was given and dummy just fell out and fell an elder. He couldn't speak. He can't hear. And he won, 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 won. And the best they knew how, they, nobody knew saying, they was wondering how are we going to communicate with dummy? And, and the best they knew how, they took and they pointed to the Bible and all and tried to explain to dummy the best they knew how uh, that, uh, what dummy needed to do to be saved. And after church, everybody was wondering, Where did, dummy, did dummy get saved or not saved? The next morning, the strangest thing in the world happened. Dummy lived right on down the church, one of those big switchbacks. And they saw Dummy up on the side of the hill with his mowing size and axe, and he was cleaning the hillside off. And they kept watching him. What in the world's Dummy doing? He kept cleaning. He worked several days, and he got the hillside cleaned off real good. And then all of a sudden they saw Dummy building a cross, a big old cross, and he dug a big old hole down there, and he built that cross, and he put it together, and he raised it up. They say, what in the world's dummy going to do? Dummy got down there in the curve. And as the cars would come down, dummy was standing there in the road. And he's holding his Bible. And he's pointing towards the Bible. And he's pointing toward his heart. And they said, dummy brought more people to Jesus than anybody in that community. If God can use dummy, can he use you? Get your attitude right and he will. The second thing, A for attitude, B to believe. You know something? You might say a prayer, but you know what praying is? Praying is touching heaven. Listen to me, folks. If I don't look around and see no evidence of my prayer life, I be, hey, I might be praying a long prayer and I might, I might be going through a lot of most, but I'm going to tell you something. My praying brother, look out there and see something happening. That's exactly right. Yes, Amen. This is one of our young preacher men. We just ordained him not long ago, sent him out to church, and he, he went down to Jonesburg, the Second Baptist Church, and, and he come and found out. He said, Preacher, they got about 25 people, and they got $2,500 a month church payment. What am I going to do? He said, I feel God wants me to take it, though. He said, What am I going to do? I said, Scott, you need a miracle. <laughs> Amen. And you know, thank God, God showed up. God paid the first six months of that payment. Amen. Amen. Hey, God's still on the throne. Do you believe what you sung tonight? God is on the throne. How you know he's on the throne? You pray and see God move. 
Believe. And by the way, let me tell you something. You might disagree with my theology right here. Salvation's not saying a prayer. Salvation's believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. You might say a prayer when you got saved, but I'm going to tell you something. You'll never be saved without believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as a repentant sinner. A is for our attitude. B is for what? To believe. 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 Hey, let me, let me ask you something. Can I? If it's a draft and it's not raining in the air and we come to church to pray, how many of you going to bring a number, Ellen? Don't sit there and look at me like a bump on a cucumber. You heard what I said. Oh, I asked you something. Did you come tonight expecting anything? How many of you brought a thimble to church tonight? If you brought a thimble, you'll probably get a thimble full. If you brought a cup, you'll probably get a cup full. If you brought a washing tub, you'll probably get a washing tub. But if you brought a river, bless God, you'll probably go home with a river flowing out of it. Believe. Believe. You know what pleases God? Faith. He that cometh to God must believe that God is, and God is a reward of those that what? Diligently seek Him. And you cannot please God without what? Faith. Honey, I tell you what, I'm looking for the week gets out. These pews are going to be filled and, and people are going to be saved and, and lives are going to be changed. How many of you believe that? Well, get off of your blessed assurance and get out there and work during the day then. Now, I can pray and believe God, but you've got to put some legs on my praying. I ain't over here to do the visitation. Third thing, commitment. Commitment. You remember what I told you yesterday? The devils voted for you to be a failure. God's voted for you to be a success. Who are you going to vote with? Well, why don't you just commit it all to the Lord? Can I tell you the only place true victory is at in the Christian life? It's total surrender. How many of you remember the days? Going to church and seeing in the midst of July, it looked like a snowstorm because the old saints of God had a big white handkerchief and they was waving it back and forth. You say, Brother Roy, what in the world were they doing? They were surrendering their will to His will. And if we get back to that, we could see the glory of God again too. Look at this. You say, well now, Brother Roy, I'm 99% surrendered to the Lord. Can I tell you what's, what's on that 1% It's not surrendered? The devil has driven up a no trespassing sign. Did you understand that? Or did it go over his head? Let's go back and catch it again. If you're not 100% surrendered to the Lord, you're not going to have victory in your Christian life. You're going to sit around uh, with the pooch bath and the mully grubs and, and all the time aggravated about some. People aggravate you. Your wife aggravates you. Your children aggravate you. Your preacher aggravates you. Your neighbor aggravates you. And you just go around all the time with a bunch of aggravation and agitation in you and you're miserable. Can I get an Amen. 
Just surrender it all. Just commit it all to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They have a determination. I hate quitters. How many of you got a dictionary? You ought to go home tonight and cut the word quit out of it. I hate quitters. Amen, preacher. Yes, sir. Amen. If I ever whoops anybody, it'd be because he quit. Well, no way I tell you, I went down to church and nobody didn't shake my hand and, and I gave a thousand dollars and nobody recognized me and all this. I got a good Greek word for it. Baloney. Yes, sir. It's time we have some people with determination. I'm not going to quit. 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 And by the way, let me tell you something. If you decide to sell out to God, be light and salt in this old dark world, the enemy is coming after you. Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. You say, Brother Roy, I ain't having one bit of trouble with the devil. Come here, devil. Come here, devil. <laughs> How you like my devil here? Prettiest devil you ever seen. I handsome. <laughs> Look at this. Me and the devil. Are we having any trouble? Are we having any trouble? Are we having any conflict? We're we're going right along together. Hey, as long as as long as you you're not dedicated to God, sold out to God. Devil ain't going to give you too much trouble. But all of a sudden, you decide to get right with God. You decide to sail out. You decide to put the Word of God into shoe leather in your life. And let me remind you something. When you get there, you're not on a playground. You're on a battlefield. Now, that's just like when you get right with God. The devil's there. He's going to be. I already got me a big devil. (laughs) Thank you. I think you got it right. But let me remind you, he is a defeated foe. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We've got victory in Jesus. Have a determination that you're not going to quit. You're not going to give up. And E, I mentioned this last night a little bit, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I, I tell you what, when I leave, I'm going to take all you with me to the next church I'm in. Bless your heart, brother. Most of them, this crowd scared the devil out of them. Hey, the Lord did not save me to make me miserable. Yes, sir. Let me ask you something. If people thought you was enjoying the trip, hey, if we acted like we was happy going to heaven and enjoying the trip, don't you think somebody else would have come get on your bandwagon instead of going around? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. How bad it is. Oh. Huh? How many of you know nobody likes a loser? 
I got three sons who are coaches in college. You met two of them on the trip over to Israel. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I have never seen people go watch losers. (laughs) (laughs) They go watch what? Last year, the Atlanta Braves, I finally just cut them off. I said, if they can't play ball no better than that, I don't need to watch them. This year... They're doing better. And I'm constantly enjoying watching them. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Uh Hey, church ought to be... Church ought to be a place you don't come to endure. Church ought to be something you come to enjoy. I think of what one old black woman said one day. Said, if you come to get out of church, you ought to not come to church. Amen. Oh, enthusiasm. A passion. Not long ago, I was preaching in the preacher's conference. One preacher said, Brother Roy, there's one thing about it. You preach with a passion, don't you? I said, yes. When I walk out, I want to leave everything given to my Lord. Now, look at our text, and I'm through. Where there is no vision, watch those next works, people. Look at me. You know what's going to happen to this community? You know what's going to happen to your loved ones and friends and neighbors? If you don't get a vision, if you don't get a hope, they're going to perish. They're going to perish. You know the day, how many of you are saved? Can I tell you something? The day God saved you, he saved you to be a missionary. He saved you. He saved you to bring somebody else in. And for these 47, almost 48 years, this is one one beggar trying to tell another beggar how to get the bread from heaven and see soul saves and lives changed and transformed. If you don't get a vision, if you don't get a broken heart for your family, every one of you have got lost, lost family, You've got lost neighbors. You've got lost friends. Folks, revival is for one purpose, that God's people will get stirred up and fall in love with Jesus and get a burden to reach the lost. I don't care if we stay here six months and we're not winning souls. It's vanity. The purpose of this church and the purpose of the steeple is for one thing, to reach the lost. Yes, sir. Anybody in here, a fisherman, got a boat? You got a boat? All right, I'm going to show you something. Here's a fisherman. He, me and him, get up here. Can you let him down there a minute? We're going fishing. What's the lake uh, down here? Fontana Dam? Mm-hmm. Me and him's going down there fishing. He's got a boat. You understand? He's got a boat. Me and him gets on that boat. And we're out there. He's back there driving. And I'm sitting up there at the front. And I'm saying, fishes jump in. Fishes jump in. Fishes jump in. Fishes jump in. How many of you think we're going to have fried fish for supper? If you're going to get some fish, 
You're going to have to get some fishing poles, aren't you? You're going to have to get some lures, aren't you? And you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to fish for them, aren't you? Hey, a lot of people's got the idea, here's the boat. It's sitting here and they're going to jump in. No, they ain't going to jump in. Somebody's got to go fishing. Somebody's got to go fishing. Jesus said... Peter yesterday morning, he said, follow me and I will make you what? Fisherman of men. Amen. 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 How many invited people to church tonight? Don't raise your hand. You know the reason people aren't going to church today? The church people ain't inviting them. Right. You know the reason I didn't come to eat supper with you tonight? I didn't ask you. Amen. Amen. Hen, hen, hen. <laughs> hey, folks, God makes things simple. We make it difficult. And we let the devil blind us and stop us from being what God had had us to be. Tonight, would we all make a commitment tonight? I'm going fishing. I got some lost loved ones. I got neighbors, I got friends. The best I know how, I'm going to share the Lord Jesus with them. Just imagine just a moment. I can invent a little white peel. Just follow me, just a moment, I'm close. I can invite a little white peel. And in that little white peel, you can take it and it'll relieve all of your anxieties, fears, turmoils, emptiness, misery, sadness, and heartaches of life. Uh How many of you believe if I had a pill like that, I'd be a billionaire before the weekend? Sure. Let me make one other statement, and it has no side effects. (laughs) But God has given us a pill called the gospel that will change old drunks and dope addicts and harlots and gamblers and liars and drunkards. God has given us the gospel and the gospel taken out to the world will change that dark world and put them in the light. Remember, if we don't have a vision, the people are going to perish. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. A, B, C, D, E of a vision. Would we just get judgment day honest with God? You can do business with God sitting right there in the pew too. God will do business with you. He'll do business with you at the altar. He'll do business with you back there at the pew if you're ready to do business with him. Say, God, I need a God-given vision. I need a God-given hope. My family's going to perish if I don't get a vision. My church might go out of business if I don't get a vision. This community will perish if I don't get a vision. My loved ones and friends and neighbor. But tonight, God... 
I asked for real work of God in my heart to help me get dedicated tonight. And I'm willing to go on the battlefield and take my stand for the glory of God. Without a vision, the people perish. How many of God's people save people and just make a commitment right now to stand to your feet and say, I want a God-given vision. I want a God-given vision. By the act of the volition of my own will, I want to stand tonight. And by the grace of God, I make this commitment tonight. And listen, if you don't mean business, don't you make it. Don't you make Don't you make it. Listen, if you, if you stood and you don't mean it, sit back down. Please, please. This thing is serious. This thing of serving God. This thing of walking with God. It's real. It ain't, it ain't a figment of our imagination. It's real. How many now would just maybe come and bow a knee and have a prayer for those people? that you've got a burden for right now. Those people you've got a burden for, maybe you'd have to walk down the aisle, get up in the choir, wherever you need to be, and say tonight, God, give me this burden for this person, God. Let me pray. Let me love them. Let me witness to them. Let me talk to them. Let me be a testimony. Let me be a light. Let me be a bright and shining light into this old dark world, Lord. Oh, God, tonight I mean business, Lord. Oh, God, I surrender all to you tonight, God. And I commit my will to your will, God. Oh, God, tonight I pray, Holy Ghost, God, send power to fall on this place and this people and this preacher tonight, God. I pray, Lord, the heavens would be rendered and you'd come down and walk among us one more time, God. I pray for this lost community, God. I pray for these lost family members, God. I pray, dear God, for these loved ones tonight that people are praying for, God. I pray that the Spirit of the living God reach out there with Holy Ghost conviction and put an anchor of conviction in their heart and draw them to the Savior, God. Oh, God, tonight, touch them, God. Touch this community, God. Breathe the life and the power of God across these valleys and hedges and highways and, and all, God. Oh, Lord, God, tonight, I pray, Lord, God, the love of God to be shed abroad in the hearts and the lives of the people, God. Oh, God, tonight, set our barley fields aflame and afire tonight, God. Oh, God, work in this valley, God. Work up and down these hillsides, God. Oh, God, draw them in, God. Draw them in, draw them in, God. Save, God, revive. To God be the glory, God. Oh, Lord, God, would you move in one more time, God. Oh, touch this place, God. Move tonight, God. Oh, God, set our barley fields aflame and afire tonight, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, touch us, Lord. Move on us. Oh, God, save the lost, God. May Calvary get real to us, God. May God get real to us, Lord.